Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Before we get into our last message on the book of Proverbs, would you just take a moment with me and we'll just pray. Uh, Pray that God would stir your heart for unreached people. And uh, you might be one of those ones that are going to start a business in North Africa. You might be part of a team that goes to that region and to reach people who don't know Jesus. So let's just take a moment and pray. Father, we thank you so much for finding us first and foremost. That we have a privilege to, to grow up in a country that we can find you so freely. and We're not persecuted by our relationship with you. But in many parts of the world, Lord, that it's not the case. But yet you call us as followers of you to go to these places to share the good news, to share the gospel. Father, I pray that we would be a church that continues to, yes, keep our focus on our local community, but we would also understand that you love this world, that you died, went to the cross for all people. Your heart is that none should perish, and that you gave us new life so we can be your witnesses around the world sharing your good news. And everybody said, amen. Well, today is the last um, day or last Sunday on uh, the, the, the series called Wisdom as we're going through the book of Proverbs. And I thought today I would do a little mishmash, if you will, as we're kind of coming towards the end of summer as we're getting back into launching into our fall routines, our kids are going back to school. How many people have kids that are going to be going back to school? How many of you are kids who are going back to school? How many wish you had kids who are going to school? No. (laughs) All right, but then also, guess what? For those of you who don't have kids... Um, there's something about getting back into the fall that starts putting you back into the regular rhythm, right? The rhythm of work. You've been vacationing. You've been enjoying New England in the summertime. And now you have to face the reality of it's going to come to an end. And we're going to be talking about work. Your work ethic, your work integrity, how are you going to conduct your life going into the fall, whether you're going back to school whether you're getting back into the rhythm, the Bible has a lot to say about work. And the book of Proverbs has a lot to say about work. So today, we're going to be talking about that. That word proverb, by the way, means to be like, to be like. So Proverbs is a book of comparisons between the common, real-world images and the truth, the unending truth of Jesus and his word. So when we talk about these Proverbs, when we read these verses, they're very practical. But if you want to fully receive the blessing of it, we actually have to live it out. So it's going to require us some discipline and training. Well, when I was young, I I did not have such uh, discipline and training yet worked in my life. 
I grew up on a 100-acre hobby farm outside of the city of Ottawa. Actually, my parents just sold the family farm this summer after 43 years. And I said goodbye to my childhood bedroom um, and uh, said goodbye to the farm. But when I was a young boy, um, my, my parents raised Appaloosa horses and we had some beef cattle. And, and my dad, one morning before he went to work, he says, uh, son, can you make sure you fill up the, the cow trough with water? And, um, and so that was his instruction to his son. He got home later that night and, and I realized, oh man, I didn't do it. And my dad says, so did you fill up the water? And I says, yeah, dad, I did it thinking that I could quickly go out and fill it up and he would never know. Well, I got preoccupied and my dad decided to go check and the water trough was bone dry. He came back in and he said, son, I need to talk with you. I think it went beyond a talk, quite frankly. (laughs) I lied, I had lack of integrity, and my work ethic was poor. Now, I could have given all the excuses like I forgot, which I probably did forget. But my integrity and my work ethic wasn't to the standard yet that was necessary to be pleasing to my father, but also to allow my life to succeed. I had to work those disciplines in my life. I'm sure each one of you has a story about those times. And if you're still a young person, guess what? You might need a little bit more training in your life. The Word of God today is going to help you with that. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs, we've been hanging out here for a while. Proverbs chapter 10, we're going to start there. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 4. This verse really begins to tell you about how you should apply yourself to your work, to your life, to your school, to the disciplines at home. Proverbs 10 verse 4 says, A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes riches. A slack hand. In other words, are you giving your best or do you just kind of go part way? When you apply yourself, do you go, say, I'm going to give my best to the end or do you stop part way? Think about that for you young people heading into school. Are you going to say, hey, I'm going to really apply myself or am I going to just get by at work? You're getting back into your rhythms and your routines. Do you like, do you kind of say, hey, um, as long as it's good enough for the boss, it's good enough for me. Or as long as I can get away with it, then I don't really have to apply myself. But do you want to be known as a slackard? A slack hand causes poverty, but a hand of the diligent makes riches. So basically, I would say this. Give your best. Go all the way. Think about it this fall. I want every single one of you to be thinking about it. Now, if you're retired, it's like, hey, this doesn't really apply to me. I'm going to be making it apply to you. Don't you worry. 
Because you have to work at your retirement, you retired folks. I know it's tough to hit the golf course every day, and where every day is Saturday, it's tough, I get it. But there are things in your life you're going to have to work at. Are you going to be diligent? Are you going to go all the way? You need to determine that early on because you're going to make decisions in life that you're going to say, hey, am I going to stop short or am I truly going to apply myself all the way to the very end? Let me just ask you a question. When you are in the bathroom, a public restroom, and you washed your hands and then you took the paper towels and you went to throw it into the garbage can and it misses... There's some that might want to say, should I pick it up or do I not pick it up? And I would encourage you, excellence in that moment when nobody is watching is to go pick it up and throw it away. I'm just going I'm I'm to dig a little bit here for some of you. I want you to think about what is on the inside of your car right now. And whether or not there's garbage in your car or not, And I'm not saying it's holy or unholy. I'm just saying when you've created garbage in your car, it is okay for you to, when you get out of your car, to pick it up and throw it away. I'm just saying. Okay, I went too far. (laughs) Moving right along. Let's go to Proverbs. Um, Proverbs 11, verse 1. I told you this is going to be kind of a mishmash of verses. Uh, We'll create a theme going through it, but Proverbs 11, verse 1, says this. A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. All right, this will apply to all of us. How integrous are you? Do you have integrity as long as somebody's watching? How about doing your financial reports at the end when you expensed a meal that maybe mm, a little bit gray of was that really a company meal or was that just a great meal for me? Think about those things that the Lord is saying a just balance. Now, back in the day, they had a scale and you'd have weights And how you would measure something is you would put weights on this little balance scale and that would be determined, you know, what is paid or what is owed. A false weight would be is like, it looks like the right weight, but I've used a different material, not me personally, but the people would use a different material to make it unbalanced. And so they'd always be taking advantage. Who do you take advantage of in your work? Your billable hours. Did you really bill all those hours? Did you really work for them? I'm not judging anybody's integrity. I don't know your story. But I am saying this. One thing I do want you to have is the Lord's delight in your life. And I don't want you to be an abomination before the Lord. Well, from that, though, let's go on to Proverbs 11, chapter, I mean, verse 3, chapter 11, verse 3. It says, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroy them. The integrity. Integrity is doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. 
Kids, you get home from school. Mom and dad aren't there. What do you do with that time? I want to give you some encouragement. When we say that nobody's looking, there's always somebody looking. Do you know who that is? God's always looking. So you can't, you can't be um, pulling the wool over God's eyes. He sees everything. Integrity. Integrity was something that I struggled with as a young man. In my early teens, I wanted to do what was easy as opposed to what was right. Oh, in, in our Western world, we love easy. Staples loves easy. That was easy. But are we willing to do what is right? Easy versus right. I'm going to help all of you parents out that have kids right now. And these kids are in the service, so I'm going to do this so we can help each other out. So kids, when you get home with your backpacks at the end of the day and your homework books and all of your sneakers and what have you, are you going to just put them out anywhere in the house or are you going to tuck them away where they belong? So the integrous thing to do if mom and dad has said, put things away, is you're going to learn to have the discipline to listen to your mom and dad, have the integrity to say you're going to do what you say you're willing to do. Man, I'm really hitting a lot of buttons here today. (laughs) Young people, I'm just trying to help you have a successful life. That's all. I didn't say it. All right, being I'm pushing some buttons, I'm going to keep pushing. Here we go. Proverbs 12, verse 11. Proverbs 12, verse 11. Whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows worthless pursuits lacks sense. What is a worthless pursuit? All right, so let's talk about that one for a moment. Think about the amount of time you spend at your different activities. You have to say, does my activity add value to somebody's life, to my life, to the kingdom of God? Okay, so let's go to social media for a moment. So you have to say... Social media can be good. Nothing wrong with it. I am on it. Sometimes. But you have to say, is this pursuit worthy or worthless? Is it worthy or worthless? Okay, if that one doesn't push your buttons, how about Netflix? Oh... It's okay. Tell me something. What, what are you would say? You tell me what you think might be a worth... Not, not from you, of course. You're going to talk about your neighbor for a moment. <laughs> what would you say over here would be a worthless pursuit? Video games. She's talking about somebody else, not herself, of course. How about this section? TV. Okay. Worthless pursuit? YouTube. 
Snapchat news. Sometimes some news can be a worthless pursuit too. There's a lot of negative fake news out there. So if you begin to start thinking about these things and saying, okay, does it add value to me? Does it add value to somebody else's life? And does it add value to the kingdom of God? You begin to start saying, are my pursuits worthy or worthless? And the reality is he's saying, we have some time in our life. And whoever says, whoever works his land will have plenty of bread, which basically means it says, be productive with your hands and your time and you won't be in lack. And you won't be in lack. How many people would like a little extra money? Okay, so, so you can then start equating it. It's like you don't have to go grow a garden to have more money, but you can if you want. But he's saying is, you know what? If you would like some extra money, then why don't you look at how much time you spend at some different things and then find something that's productive that's going to bring some additional resources to your family. All right, let me just keep pressing buttons here. I feel like I'm... Do you remember the telephones that used to have those, not the rotary ones, but the like square buttons, you're like, doo, 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 doo. that's what I feel like I'm doing right now. It's bringing me back to a moment in time. All right, Proverbs 13, verse 11. Proverbs 13, verse 11. Wealth gained hastily will dwindle, but whoever gathers little by little will increase it. Can I say, you remember the book, The Turtle and the Hare? Who wins? Who said the hare? You have not read the story. (laughs) It is the turtle. And the turtle, every single time that you ever watch that little story, the turtle wins every time. Unless the hare decided to kill the turtle, then the hare would win. But I've never seen that played out before. So the turtle wins every time. It is the slow and steady that wins the race. In our culture, church, where we want instant gratification, we want it now, we want it... Our kids leave the house and they think that they should have everything that mom and dad has the moment they leave the house. Doesn't work that way. And so what happens is our pursuits become these hasty pursuits for things that we think that we need to have quickly. And it actually hinders and hurts us as opposed to little by little. My kids, I've tried to teach them. I I don't know how successfully I have been at this, but I try to teach them. I've given you this analogy before, but each one of my kids has three jars. When they're younger, um, they did this. When they're older, they have their own bank accounts. They have to figure it out themselves. But when they were younger, they had three jars. The first jar on it, his name was Jesus. The next jar was save. And then the last jar had the kid's name on it. And so we would say whenever they would get paid, make money, they divide up their resources equally into those three jars. What that taught them was first and foremost, 
You give your first fruits to the Lord. I want my kids to be blessed. So I'm teaching them you want to have a blessed life financially in your life. There's a promise there. Then give to Jesus. Now, by the way, you can't spend everything that you make, and so you have to learn to save. And eventually that saving jar gets big, and then they put it in the bank. And then the last jar is is spend, or the person's name. You can spend that money. You've earned it. And what that does is little by little, you do the right things. And eventually, you'll see that your life will prosper. But, the, but to do that, this is what has to happen. You have to just be faithfully consistent and content. Faithfully consistent, and I'm going to add contentment. The scripture says that godliness with contentment is great gain, is great gain. All right, so this is kind of an idea about work. I want to just sum it up in New Testament. There's a scripture in Colossians chapter 3 that says this. Colossians chapter 3. Verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily. As for the Lord and not for men. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as a reward, you are serving the Lord Jesus Christ. This fall, as we get back into the groove, as we get back into the routine, It's going to take work. Now, I know I've been talking about school, and your mind might be thinking about workplace, but let me tell you where we also need to work, where we also need to have integrity, where we also need to have intentionality, and where we also have to be consistent and content. We have to work on our marriages. Great marriages just do not happen. You have to work on it. You have to work to stay healthy. It's a whole lot easier to eat poorly and to not exercise. But you know what? If we're going to give our best selves to other people and mainly to Jesus to serve him and his kingdom, we have to look after ourselves. Where else do we work, need to work on? Can I tell you, I want to encourage you this fall. Summer, I understand, because I do too. You can get a little laxed in your devotional life with the Lord. You get out of the routines. I really want to encourage you, as you're getting back to this fall, say, how do I put my devotional life with Jesus back into my life? You see, we have to work at our relationships. And we should work on our relationship with the Lord. Because staying close enough to him and staying close to him allows us to hear the Holy Spirit speak to us. Hey, I need you to do this. Hey, would you be integrous in this situation? Hey, this person's really down and out. Would you bring encouragement to them? As we end this series on Proverbs, know that this instruction, I'm teasing with you about pushing buttons. I know I wasn't too hard on you. You're such a loving church. 
But I did want to encourage us to really reflect on our lives a little bit. I wanted us to think about what it is that, how we're going to be diligent this fall. Fall's a great time. We've talked about getting involved in life groups. So here at Grace Capital Church, we, we really talk about these threes. We talk about our, our, our logo that has three rings in it, our commitments, commitment to Jesus Christ, our commitment to one another, our commitment to our communities in the world, and we're living that out. But the other three is we talk about the row, circle, and seat. And, and the row is this, that we're faithful to be in church on Sunday. Our circle is our life groups, our groups that we grow best when we're in each other's lives. But the other one is the seat. And that seat really is our devotional life with Jesus. And I want to encourage you that, that right around the corner, the routine set back up. And would you place a healthy routine, put it back in your life, these things that you want to work on. Would you make Jesus a priority? Would you make your marriage, work on your marriage, make it a priority? Oh, I just talked to you about the retired folks. You might have been feeling left out. How many people are retired here? How many people want to be retired here? (laughs) Retired folks, I want to let you know that you have probably the biggest gift available out there and it's time don't feel because you're retired you don't have the value that you once did when you were employed you have incredible value because you have wisdom of experience and you have time to give there are people who need you and you can spend a lot of time playing games, doing hobbies, nothing wrong with those things. But ask the Lord how he wants you to spend your time. There's a real blessing for all of us at Grace Capital Church when we stray true to the word of God when we put Jesus first above all things, and when we learn to love each other, and we're committed to each other, and we support each other, we build each other up, and then we realize that we go out into our communities to reach people who don't know Christ, and we go around the world to people who don't know Jesus. That's what this church is about. And that's what makes me so excited to serve you, the people of Grace Capital Church. Because I know you're serious about your relationship with Jesus. And I know you're committed to one another. And I saw it even this past weekend as people served at the old home day. As people are going to serve this week at Family Promise and all the different things that go on unnoticed. You're living it out. 
but this fall we're going to get into some rhythms and routines and I want you to ask yourselves am I going to be involved in a life group am I going to put my devotional life front and center am I going to work on serving one another let's pray Jesus, thank you for this church. Thank you for this body of believers that are here today. They're here because they want to experience you. They want to experience the truth of your word. And Lord, I'm mindful that in a crowd this size, there might be some who don't know you, but yet they feel something stirring inside of them. And if you're here and you don't know Jesus and you want to know him as your Lord and Savior, would you just slip up your hand real quick? I just want to make sure that this day doesn't go by, if that's for you. Are you here and you want to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Just slip up your hand just so I can see it. Each one of us, Lord Jesus, as we get back into the rhythms of fall, as we work, let us work heartily as unto you, Lord Jesus. Let us live lives of integrity, representing you, Christ, well. Let's watch how much time we spend on things, whether they're worthy or worthless. Let us invest into kingdom ventures. Let us build each other up. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 